This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Friday, April 30th. I'm Nyla Budin. Here's how we're making you smarter today. What's behind the push for paid podcasts? Plus, European soccer teams fight against racism online. But first, today's one big thing. Kids and COVID in Michigan. This week, new COVID cases in the state of Michigan dropped almost 25 percent. But still, on Wednesday, 4,880 new cases were reporting. The state is now also starting to see a decline in hospitalizations after record rates of cases among young adults and children. Dr. Marissa Louie is the medical director of Children's Emergency Services at Michigan Medicine, and she's joining us now from Ann Arbor. Dr. Louie, thank you for being with us. Oh, hi. Thank you. My pleasure. Can you tell us how the past month has compared to your work over the past year? It was very surprising. At the beginning of the pandemic, the number of children that we were seeing in pediatric emergency departments across the country really dropped. Now, over the past few months, we've started to see those numbers really come back to our usual numbers for this time of year. And that has included patients who seem to be sick with COVID. So we think over the year that social distancing, mask wearing, no school has really decreased the number of viral infections that we see in kids. And then as those restrictions have improved, uh, we're starting to see more and more kids come back with typical illnesses in addition to COVID. Are there differences in how COVID's affecting your younger patients? So historically with COVID at the beginning of the pandemic, we weren't really seeing much in the way of symptomatic pediatric patients being infected. And with this new variant, we're seeing a lot more symptoms in those kids. Some of that looks like a relatively straightforward viral infection with, you know, fever and respiratory symptoms. But we are seeing some children who have been more severely infected and are requiring hospitalization. And that's certainly different than what we were seeing in the beginning of the pandemic. Dr. Louie, I bet there are a lot of parents who are listening to this, and I wonder what you would say to them, especially those who have just had to send their children recently back to in-person school. The good news is, is the vast majority of kids who get sick with COVID-19 end up doing very well. They don't need to be hospitalized. They don't get severely ill. The other good news is that we don't seem to be seeing a lot of increase in cases associated with school return in particular. It seems to be more focused on extracurricular activities like social gatherings after school and with some sporting activities. The one thing that we do sometimes worry about is a very rare inflammatory condition that happens after kids get sick with COVID. And so while we want people including parents and pediatricians, to be on the lookout for that. We want to stress that it is a very rare uh, occurrence that might need hospitalization and additional treatment. Right now, children under 16 aren't able to be vaccinated. Do you have a sense of when that might change? Within the next few weeks, we're really expecting to see the emergency use authorization go into effect for children ages 12 and up. And we are really hoping that parents and families take advantage of that opportunity to protect their kids. And that in turn will allow their kids to get back to all of their usual activities that all of them miss quite a bit. 
Dr. Marissa Louie is the Medical Director of Children's Emergency Services at Michigan Medicine in Ann Arbor. Thanks for taking the time to speak with us. Sure, my pleasure. In 15 seconds, we're back with a roundup of the week's media news. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Welcome back to Axios Today. From podcast paywalls to battles over streaming services, lots of news in media this week, which is why I asked Axios' media reporter, Sarah Fisher, to catch us up on all the week's news. Good morning, Sarah. Hey, Nyla. Sarah, podcasts have almost always been free, but this week we saw a move with Apple and Spotify announcing paywalls for certain podcasts. Why did this happen now? Yeah, well, I think you're seeing a movement towards the creator economy, empowering people to create more good content. And why you're seeing things go behind a paywall is it actually helps creators get paid. We can't really progress in podcasting until we have more content and a variety of content. And until we can get more money in the hands of creators, it's not going to happen. So that's one of the main reasons you're starting to see podcasts go behind a paywall. The other big reason, Nyla, is because you see tech giants, you know, Amazon, Apple, now Spotify, they're competing for your time and attention. And so the best way that they're going to be able to get your time and attention is to be able to offer you something exclusively. Once they have rights to something exclusive, you're much more likely to pay for it. And so that's another reason I think you're going to start seeing more paywalls around podcasting is because there's an investment in exclusive original content like Spotify investing in Joe Rogan, etc. This is a good time to disclose to our audience that we are free and we do not have any plans to charge anyone. That is not how Axios' business model works. Sarah, I got an email this week that I think a lot of people did that Roku may be removing YouTube TV, Google's YouTube TV, and YouTube apps from its platforms. Why is this happening? I thought the whole point of people cutting the cord was that they weren't involved in these wars anymore. Oh my gosh, right? That's so frustrating as a consumer. How many TV blackouts do we have in the pay TV world? I mean, so many, especially around the World Series, etc. And I think consumers thought that they would get to avoid that when they shifted to streaming. But that email you got this week, Nyla, suggests that those same TV battles are going to spill right over into the streaming space. Essentially, what Roku said is that in its negotiations with Google to carry YouTube TV, Google made anti-competitive demands asking that Roku give YouTube extra special treatment in its search results. So for example, Google asked Roku, allegedly, when somebody uses Roku's voice remote to look for music, if they're within the YouTube app or the YouTube TV app, it has to open up music within YouTube, not someone's specified players. So you can actually specify, hey, I'm a Pandora subscriber, open all my music preferences in Pandora. YouTube wanted to surpass that. Roku sounded the alarms to their customers, to the press. They said, look, that's not what we're going to do. We're not going to sacrifice the customer experience. And if we can't come to an agreement on this, then there will be no YouTube TV on Roku. Sarah Fisher is Axios's media reporter and writes the Media Trends newsletter. Thanks, Sarah. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Nyla.
British soccer clubs are starting a four-day social media blackout to protest racism and abuse towards some of their players and how social media platforms are handling this. Axios Sports Editor Kendall Baker joins us now. Good morning, Kendall. Morning. Why is this happening? Um, well, you know, abuse has been rampant in soccer for a while in Europe. You know, it's a melting pot. The world's biggest sport and the best players are all kind of in this one place. A bunch of cultures being represented. And a lot of that abuse in the past has been at the stadiums. And there's been issues between fans and players. And now that's all kind of moving online. And you have these issues where teams or players will post things. And within seconds, within minutes, there's all these racist comments. And uh, players, you know, they're trying to pressure these social media companies to do something about it. This is the latest step they're taking. So how have the platforms responded to this call to end online bullying and abuse? There's not been any direct response to this. I'm sure we'll see something this weekend or maybe next week on the heels of this. But, you know, as I said, of of course, this is a much bigger issue that extends far beyond sports. The most recent kind of reaction or response we saw was last fall in response to another social media boycott, Facebook, Twitter. These companies agreed to kind of adopt a a common set of definitions covering hate speech. But it still is a a huge challenge just because these these platforms are so big that it, it really does remain extremely hard to actually police these things. Very interesting to see what happens with the huge following these soccer players have. Axios Sports Editor Kendall Baker, thanks. Thank you. And that's it for us this week. Axios Today is brought to you by Axios and Pushkin Industries. We're produced by Justin Kaufman, Alexandra Boti, Nuria Marquez-Martinez, Sabina Singani, Naomi Shaven, and Amy Padula. Our sound engineers are Alex Sugiyara and Michael Hamp. Dan Bobkoff is our executive producer. Sarah Kainalani Gu is our executive editor. And as always, special thanks to Axios co-founder Mike Allen. At Pushkin, our executive producers are Tal Malad and Jacob Weisberg. I'm Nyla Budin. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and have the best weekend.